I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 267 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action that is coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, I have a fellow podcaster joining me here today. Josh Boyer is the host of a very popular podcast that began as my backstory. It has since evolved into the Getting Real with Josh Boyer show. He has interviewed some really incredible people, some that you've heard right here on First Class Fatherhood as well, including Dakota Meyer, Mike Ritlin, Jay Dobbins, and many more. Josh is a veteran. It's an honor to have him here with me today. He's going to be here in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. And this is so cool for me because podcasts have just become so popular lately here. And my podcast is now such a big part of my life. And I'm glad to be able to connect with other guys like Josh out there who are just crushing the podcasting game. And listen, if you're considering starting a podcast of your own and you're on the fence about it, consider this. I had no idea what a podcast even was before I started my own. And I have never spent a dime to start up or keep my podcast going. Everything I do is right from my smartphone, which for me is the iPhone. And I've spoken to some of the most famous people on the planet. So if I can do it, you can certainly do it. So if it's something you're interested in or you're on the fence about, go get after it. All right, and speaking of famous people, over the last two weeks, I've interviewed two Navy SEAL Medal of Honor recipients, Mike Thornton and Ed Byers. And tomorrow, I'll be joined here by an Australian Army hero, Mark Donaldson, who is a Victoria Cross recipient. Now, the Victoria Cross is Australia's equivalent of the Medal of Honor, so don't miss out on that one. It's going to be a really cool episode. Thursday, we are back in the NFL Hall of Fame with legendary cornerback, Mike Haynes stopping by the podcast. And Friday, we got a Frogman Friday edition of First Class Fatherhood coming at you with retired Navy SEAL Floyd McLendon, who was running for Congress in Texas. So that was going to be lit as well. And let's go, dads. Make sure you're following me over on Instagram at Alec underscore Lace to keep up with all the upcoming guest announcements. And please share this podcast with every father that's in your neighborhood or in your contact list. Let them know about the show that celebrates fatherhood and family life. Fatherhood rocks. Family values rule. And every day is Father's Day right here with me. And I'm going to be right back with fellow podcaster Josh Boyer. I'm Alec Lace and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. Hey dads, are you looking to boost your energy level? Strikeforce Energy has got you covered. With a Strikeforce Energy Packet, you can turn any beverage into an energy drink. Their original energy packets contain no sugar, no calories, just an explosion of energy and flavor added to any beverage. Strikeforce Energy is veteran-owned, and all their products are made right here in the United States. Co-founded by Navy SEAL Sean Matson, Strikeforce Energy blows away the energy drink competition. Right now, First Class Fatherhood listeners can save... 15% off their purchase by visiting StrikeForceEnergy.com and using the promo code FATHERHOOD. Strikeforce Energy turns any beverage into an energy drink. Get yours today. StrikeForceEnergy.com, promo code FATHERHOOD. All right, and joining me now is a first-class father. He is the host of a very popular podcast titled Getting Real. He is a veteran who is bringing a lot of positivity into the world. It is so cool for me to say... Josh Boyer, welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Thanks, brother. Glad to be here, man. All right, let's start here. How many kids do you have, and how old are they? I have uh, four sons. I have a 12-year-old, a 4-year-old, a 3-year-old, and an almost 1-year-old. Wow, okay. Yeah, I got four myself. We got the girl on the fourth try. If not, we'd have five by now. Are you going for the fifth or no? No, nah, we're done. We're done. Uh, <laughs> 
modified for entertainment use only now. So that's it. I, uh, all right. Put the kibosh <laughs> on it, yeah. <laughs> what type of uh, sports or activities are they all into? So my uh, oldest uh, just got done playing flag football not too long ago, and then the younger ones, they haven't really got into sports yet. But I think uh, the oldest one is probably going to stick to uh, to track probably. He likes football, but he's on the smaller side, but he's super fast. So he's going to try track this year and see how it goes. Okay, very cool. You get involved with coaching at all with the flag football, or you enjoy that off on the sidelines? You know what? It's kind of funny, man. I uh, I wasn't planning on coaching at all, but then uh, his – uh, head coach didn't show up the first game, so they asked. Uh, you know, I sent an email and said, "Hey, you know, I'll uh, fill in if you need me. If you missed this week, you know, whatever." He's like, "Actually, I'm not going to show up at all. So you're the new head coach." I was like, "Oh, all right, cool." So uh, it was my first year coaching. We made it to the Super Bowl, which was cool. We didn't win; came up short, but um, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, I love. I coach some flag football myself. I think it's a. I think it's great. Um... All right, Josh, if you could, please, just take a minute here to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. All right, cool. Yeah, so um, I was in the military, Air Force veteran, got out of the military, got into the elevator trade, did that for a little bit. Now I'm a podcaster. So um, I travel all over the country um, interviewing inspirational people, and I do all of my podcasts in person. So I've never done an over-the-phone podcast um, for, like, for my podcast or recording one. So all of them have been in person, so I've flown everywhere from North Carolina, Virginia Beach, Texas, uh, Northern California, Oregon, Washington. I mean, you name it, been all over the place. So it's been pretty cool. Yeah, that's exciting, man. And, and uh, how, did becoming, how did the experience of becoming a dad kind of change your perspective on life? Oh, man, changed my perspective entirely just because uh, it wasn't about me anymore, you know? Like, so when you're younger, you know, you're kind of a selfish person, you know, because you want to experience as much as you can, but... Um, I think for me it just changed because I, I decided that, you know, I want to be the best person that I could be, you know, for my kids so I can, you know, do it better than, than my father maybe did, you know, and, and leave them with a, you know, a good trajectory for them when they become fathers, you know, and set the yeah, example well, for them. Well said. And and what was the genesis of you getting into the podcasting scene? Was this something you had always uh, kind of wanted to get into or just a, a, a spur of the moment thing? What was the genesis of it? So it started because, I mean, I always wanted to get into it. I was a huge fan of the Joe Rogan podcast, and I was like, man, I would love the podcast. And after my sixth back surgery, I was like, wow, you know, like I'm chances of me going back to the same employment that I had before is pretty much uh, nil, so I need to figure something out. And my wife and I were talking about it. I said, you know, I think I'm going to get into podcasting. She's like, go for it. And I was like, but if I get into podcasting, I'm going to do it a different way than, than other people do just because I want to do it differently. And I explained to her that, you know, I'll be traveling a lot. And uh, she's like, yeah, she supported me 100%. So um, I wanted to get in to share my story of recovery and my story of how, like, I recovered from my back surgery without pain pills. And I wanted to share that with other veterans that were struggling with addiction and recovery and all these other things. And it just kind of morphed into what it is today. I mean, I had no, I, I had no idea what it was going to turn into, but it's kind of uh, taken awesome shape so far, so. Yeah, I think it's so cool. And what are some of the challenges for now? I mean, obviously, I do the majority of mine. I, I do on the phone. I do it from my home here. Uh, you're traveling so much. So, so what are some of the challenges for you doing the podcast while being a father? Uh, just being away from home. You know, like my wife, uh, you know, God bless her, but she's just, you know, she's here with the kids, like, while I'm gone. So trying to, like, schedule my time out is like, you know, all right, cool, I need to go do this podcast. What I try to do is if I'm going to a certain city, it's like, all right, I'll try to book as many podcasts as I can while I'm there just to make use of the trip. 
And, uh, yeah, so that's the hardest part, being a dad. You know, you're missing things at school maybe. or you're, I try and schedule it around, like, school events or things that are happening. But sometimes it's unavoidable based on other people's schedules. So that's the most difficult part, you know, just being away from home, you know. And then, you know, my kids, oh, where's daddy? Oh, he's on an airplane. <laughs> so, um, you know, I think they're excited about it, especially my oldest, you know. He's like, man, I'd love to hear a podcaster because he gets to tell his friends about it and he's kind of excited. Um, but, yeah, that's challenging, you know, just being away from home a lot. Yeah, very cool. And, and uh, you know, I know that you talk about, uh, you know, addiction, recovery quite a bit. And, and I'm a recovering alcoholic myself and an addict. And, uh, you know, it's something that I know so many people, you know, struggle with. Do you do you usually seek out, uh, as far as guests go, somebody that has been previously uh, addicted or in recovery? That's not how it started, but that's how it's kind of ended up, <laughs> you know. So, I, uh, you know, I was sharing my story of addiction and my story of recovery and, not really knowing, I wasn't really seeking those people out, but it seemed like that was a common thread amongst a lot of us, you know, that there was some addiction there and recovery and this and that. And there's been a lot of guys and girls that I've talked to that are now, you know, either getting sober or are sober. And so it's been a, it's been a cool experience to hear everyone else's journey of recovery. So, uh, because I was definitely an addict and I wouldn't say I was an, a raging alcoholic, but I definitely had an unhealthy relationship with alcohol. So I've been sober for two years from alcohol and then you know, sober from uh, pharmaceuticals for a lot longer than that. So, yeah, I mean, I, I I got addicted to alcohol very early in my life, uh, and then oxy's came a lot later. But I, I drive Uber yeah. on the weekends, and uh, I, I, you know, it's 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 amazing to see it from from this version of it, and just watching on the Friday Saturday nights as people just you know all in the name of having a good time are just completely annihilated, and uh, it's kind of sad to see in a lot of ways. It is, man. I you know I kind of started to you know, reverse engineer my own life and just be like, oh, wow, like most of the, the bad decisions, probably over 90% of the bad decisions I've made in my life were while I was intoxicated. I'm like, so why do I want this for myself? Like, this doesn't make any sense, especially being a dad. You know, it's like my kids, like I, I don't want my kids to have any kind of instability in their life. So me coming home drunk or being drunk and it's like, you know, what if there's an emergency? You know, one of my kids falls in the pool or, or something happens like, and I'm annihilated, like, what am I going to do? You know, so how am I going to get them to the hospital? How am I, I just didn't like that feeling. So I was like, well, I'll just fix that. I just won't be drunk ever. <laughs> you know, and I won't be, you know, on drugs ever. I can, I will always be available for my kids, you know, so. I mean, it's a lot harder to do than it is to say. I mean, especially even something like cigarettes, quitting anything, it's just, it's more of a mindset than, than the, the physical addiction, you know, lasts for a few days when you're coming off of it. And, uh, you know, I used to get some help from, like, Librium and different things to help me come off the alcohol. But uh, it's right. it's that vision, that vision of seeing yourself as a non-smoker, as a non-drinker. That's what, that's what needs to take hold. And it's, uh, you know, sometimes a lot harder to do. Yeah, it's like I was given too much power to alcohol. I was given too much power to drugs. It was kind of uh... – I was doing the same thing, like, oh, I can't imagine my life without alcohol, like, because a lot, a large part of my life, and a lot of people, I think, is, you know, surrounded around alcohol, you know, it's like you start drinking at a super young age, and it's like all your buddies, and you're just hanging out, you know, football players, or whatever you're doing in life, and that's just a, a huge uh, cornerstone of a lot of social gatherings, is alcohol, and um, so yeah, it was difficult for me at first, too, but then I just started like, man, I don't, I don't like waking up with hangovers, you know. So the more that I woke up without a headache and stuff like that, I was like, man, this is this is the life for me. I can actually remember the things that I said, and I don't have to go back and apologize to anybody. Like, it's all good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well said. And, and um, I know your younger ones may be a little bit too young for this, but I mean, what type of uh, a disciplinarian are you as a father? 
So when I first started, you know, with my oldest, um, I was definitely a heavy-handed father, you know, like where you know, I believed in spanking just because that's how I kind of grew up. And, uh, you know, as I got older, I just I just went away from that, man. I don't feel the need to – I can reason with my boys, you know, and let them know, like, hey, this isn't the right way. And uh, try to redirect their attention a little bit. Um, I'm not interested in being the guy that's going to, you know, smack my kids around. Some people, you know, they, they believe in that, and I think that it has its place with some people, and that's fine. I'm not judging that. I just know for me personally, um, I would rather talk to my kids and reason with my kids. Um, and so timeouts, you know, with the younger ones, that seems to work okay. Um, it's challenging, though. It's not easy. You know what I mean? It's super frustrating. You know, being a father and being a parent, it's tough. Um, especially when you have, like, a, a four-year-old that wants to talk back and argue with everything. It's like, man, this kid, you know? So out of frustration, sometimes we smack their butt and stuff like that. But I was like, no, nah, I don't want to do that, you know? Because um, now I'm just smacking them out of pure frustration and anger. And that's not, that's not what, I, what I'm into at all. Let's go, dads. It's the best time of the year to bring your kids to the ball game. And First Class Fatherhood listeners can now save $20 off their ticket purchase. The NFL is in full swing. The NBA and the NHL are now underway. Buy your tickets on SeatGeek.com and use my promo code FIRSTCLASS. That's one word, FIRSTCLASS. And you're going to save 20 bucks off your tickets. Nothing beats the experience of taking your kids to the game. And now you can go with an extra $20 in your pocket. Visit SeatGeek.com and use the promo code First class. Fatherhood is the best seat in the house. Yeah, and uh, and you have a you know an age gap there between your oldest and the next one. What is the relationship like between uh, you know your oldest child and then the rest of the siblings? There is is he helpful? Do they get along like cats and dogs? How's that working out? Nah, he's the best big brother ever, man. He's uh, I mean he does his own thing. He's, uh, he has his own room and his own routines. He's doing his thing, but. He's such a, like, patient and attentive, like, older brother, you know. I could have asked for a better kid, man. He's just such a loving, kind soul, you know. He doesn't – I mean, he gets annoyed with them like, like every kid would, you know. But for the most part, I'd say he's just, he's just present for them, you know. He shows up and, you know, plays with them, goes outside with them, pushes them on the swings. And, I mean, he's just a good kid, all-around great kid and good brother. How about as far as the technology, Josh? Because that's a struggle for a lot of us uh, dads just because it's, you know, we're always competing against whatever the next hottest video game or all now that my, my oldest is 13 and he just got his phone. Uh, how do you kind of handle or monitor the technology with your son? So with my oldest, like, he was, you know, getting into every single game, you know, the Fortnite and all these other crazy games that they're playing or whatever. And I, as a dad, being older, I, I didn't understand. I was like, man, like, what is this? Is stupid. Like, you're playing this game where it looks like, a, you know, like Minecraft was one of them, and I didn't understand any of it. So, um, basically, what I tried to do with him was like, all right, cool. Like, we'll get. I can get this game for you. That's fine. Like, and every once in a while, I'll sit down and play it with him, you know, just to kind of understand what he's doing. Um, but the more, the older that he's getting, it seems like he's less interested in the games. You know, he's more interested in like he has a scooter now, so that's like his new thing. Where he's going out trying to be a professional scooter writer or whatever. And uh, so I'm trying to encourage him to be outside more, more than often, you know, like go outside, you know, go for a walk, go ride your scooter, go do something outdoors instead of being indoors with the younger ones. It's really challenging just because, you know, my, we have three of them and they're all super young and with the iPads and stuff like that, um, you know, it's kind of like, it almost be, becomes like a distraction so we can like clean the house. Right. I need that. need to wash our iPad for a little bit so I can get the house clean or I can do, whatever it is I'm doing. So 
we're, my wife and I are both trying to get better about that, like having them on their iPads as much because it does become a problem where they don't want to go outside. They'd rather be on their iPads, you know. So when we travel, we go anywhere, there's no iPads in the car, you know, we're not, you know, they stay at home. And I see a lot of people with their kids are in their iPads, like, constantly, even in the car. And for us, it's like, no, that's that's not going to happen. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a struggle just because it's so much a part of all of our worlds now is uh, everything that we do is pretty much, you know, through and on, uh, you know, through some type of technology device. So uh, it's certainly Absolutely. a challenge. And, and, you know, I, I love to ask dads that, uh, like me, have four or more children because for my wife and I, going from two to three kids was our biggest challenge. And uh, I think a lot of that had to do with our older two not being old enough to be independent to do things on their own yet. But what would you say yep. was the most challenging for you as far as going from which number to which? I think the most challenging was probably going from one to two. <laughs> you know? So, like, having uh, Brendan, you know, Brendan was from my first marriage, and so he was with me half the time. And he still is. And so it was like, you know, we had him and he was easy. You know, he's, he's always been an easy kid. And then we had our second. My wife and I got mar- remarried and we had our uh, our first together. And he didn't like to sleep at all. You know, so it was like just trying to find, you know, um, some peace, you know, and quiet. Because, like, he, for the first year, he just wouldn't sleep. So I would come home from work and it's like my wife is exhausted, you know, and there's really nothing. I'm not, I can't breastfeed my baby, you know, so it's like there's not much I can do other than, you know, changing him and, and feeding him a bottle if he's going to have a bottle or whatever. But, yeah, that was challenging, man, getting used to the, the new routine of having a baby in the house. And then once the second and third, you know, came along, it, it, it was kind of easy. You know, there wasn't much change. Yeah, yeah, very cool. Now, you, you've traveled so many places to meet so many interesting people. Is there any one in particular a place or person that kind of, uh, you know, took you by surprise there that was a little more than you expected or maybe a favorite? Yeah, I think uh, my my fourth episode uh, was with a guy named Joshua Coburn. And I'd say, like, that for me was, like, probably the most profound just because it was the very beginning of my podcast. I didn't really know what I was doing or how I was doing it. And I showed up to Iowa. I'd never been to Iowa. I didn't know what the hell Iowa even was, you know. Uh, I'm not really – geography wasn't my strong suit, but – and I looked at the map, I was like, okay, that's where I'm going. Um, and I get there, and he was just such an awesome guy, you know. And just the, the takeaways from that podcast for me were amazing. It really set the tone uh, and the trajectory of which way I was going to go. And that was kind of just stop worrying about what other people think. Just be authentic and be you, be real, and share your story authentically, and that's it, you know. Don't worry about judgment and uh, leave nothing unsaid. So he had a lot of, like, just – Pearls of Wisdom that really um, left a uh, lasting impression on me. So I'd say that one was probably the, the biggest for me. Yeah, that's awesome. And I'm, I'm going to include a link in the description of this podcast episode to your podcast, My Backstory, so my listeners can just tap the link, get over there and check it out. I, I, lo- I love the fact that you do it uh, so uniquely and you're always on location. Uh, what, what, kind of, uh, what kind of plans or goals do you have for the future of the podcast and for yourself? You know, I think I'm, I want to start like a um, – some kind of like an apparel type deal where I have like things that have my logo on, like a shirt, a hat, stuff like that, so people can rep the brand. The other thing that I'd really like to do in the next year or so is start like a men's group, you know, like put a men's group together where we can get together, go out to the mountains, do things, and kind of show up more as, uh, you know, empowered men, you know, because I think there's a lot of that that's missing in, in today's society. And there's not a lot of uh, togetherness, you know. There's a lot of men that are just kind of in their own little caves and they don't ever really get together. And when they do, it's kind of like, it's not really constructive stuff that they're doing, you know, like we talked about, you know, it's just mostly drinking and carrying on and not really addressing any of the core issues that they're having, just kind of like masking everything with drugs and alcohol. So 
I'd like to start a group with men where we can all get together and express some of the things that we're going to peel, peel back the onion a little bit and show up more available to our families and our communities. That would be yeah, I, ideal for me. I, I think it's definitely a, a worthwhile cause there. It's definitely something needed in our society. I, I talk about on my show a lot just the fact that there's such a, a fatherless problem in our country right now, and I think that's creating so much of the chaos you know, in our societies, because everywhere we look where we see these high numbers of uh, crime and drug use and all this other stuff, a lot of it is stemming from kids that are growing up with no father in the home. So um, I, I, I think there's definitely a place for all this stuff to help and improve men's place in our society and community. Totally, yeah. I think there's a lot of, uh, you know, with the, the dads and stuff like that. I know for me, like, I grew up without my dad, so it's kind of like I don't want to repeat that cycle. And I know that's, that's, that's very common with a lot of men that, they either grew up without their dads and they had a terrible relationship with them, so they end up repeating a lot of the same the sins of their father. And I, uh, I didn't want that for myself, so it's kind of like I want to be as available as possible for my kids and, and do the best I can with, you know, with my community, with my wife, and just be a good dude, you know, and do it differently so I can change that cycle with my kids, you know. Yeah, right on. All right, last thing I want to hit you with here, Josh, I love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast, what type of advice do you have for that new dad or for that about-to-be father who's out there listening? I'd say just hang in there, man. <laughs> you know, like, because the first, the, the going in the beginning, it's going to be tough, man. Um, just re, uh, just acclimating to having a, a baby in the house, and you're going to be riding the emotions mainly of, of your spouse, you know, because she's going to be the one getting up with the baby most of the time. I mean, that's usually in most households the way it works. You know, if the, if the dad's going to work and the mom isn't, she's staying home with the baby. Just be present for her, you know, and, and understand that, like, when she's upset, it's not necessarily with you. It's just that's the situation. I had a hard time with that in the beginning. You know, my wife would be just extremely exhausted, and I would come home, and I'd take a lot of it personally. It was like, man, I was at work all day. I'd come home, and she, you know, maybe a hug, hello, but she was drained, you know. And so starting to understand that for me was uh, was good, you know, and I think for new fathers, just understand that, you know, be as, as available for your wife as you can. You know, she's going to need you because she's going to be tired and drained and this and that. So any slack that you can pick up for her, do your best to do that. Yeah, well said. It's an awesome message. This has been a lot of fun for me. i got to say, Josh Boyer, you're a first-class father, and thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time on First Class Fatherhood. Absolutely, brother. It's an honor and a privilege, man. Thank you. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. i got to give a special thank you once again to Josh Boyer for giving me a few minutes of his time here. It was so cool. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys, and drop me that DM on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I always love to read your feedback. Lock it in. i got a special Warrior Wednesday coming at you tomorrow. We go to the land down under. Mark Donaldson will be here. He is a Victoria Cross recipient. The Victoria Cross is the equivalent of the Medal of Honor in Australia. So don't miss out on that one. It's going to be a lot of fun. Thursday, NFL Hall of Fame. Great. Mike Haynes joins me here, and Frogman Friday is lit this week. We have a retired Navy SEAL, Floyd McLendon, who is running for Congress in Texas. Don't miss out on any of the action. That's all I got for you guys today. Thank you for listening. I'm Alec Lace. This has been First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first class fathers.